Hello and welcome to episode 246 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. It's a rather low-key day of jumps racing on Saturday, weather permitting, with the ITV cameras featuring the meeting at Wincanton. City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale previews the best of the Wincanton racing action, plus Wally Pyra looks to Sunday's meeting in Hong Kong. Well, it's not looking very good this weekend at all. We've already lost Sandown as we record this on Friday morning. That's been called off. No Sandown, no veterans race. So we're hoping that Wincanton can pull us through for the ITV cameras on Saturday. Bill, you've been having a look at the weather situation. I mean, there's been so much rain all over the country. You know, it's just no surprise that we've lost to Sandown and other meetings as well. as Plumpton on Sunday. We've got the big race down there as well, the National down there in Plumpton, if that goes ahead. But what about Saturday at Wincanton? What are your thoughts weather-wise? I mean, the, the first thing, Sandown, Sandown's gone. So we're calling this at Friday morning at, at, at just after nine. And the Sandown card's been called off. They had an eight o'clock inspection. Uh, Andrew Cooper's one of the best clerks out there. and. Yeah, yeah. called it early as in to have a look and they had 34 millimeters of rain overnight on ground that was already heavy as the dominant description so there was just no way um they were gonna be able to to race i mean he's described you know water locking on the track already and and, and false ground on both courses so 24 hours wasn't enough to kind of salvage that meeting uh we've got an inspection tomorrow morning uh at wincanton where you know, they had, well, they had 27 mils of, of, of rain uh, on Thursday. So on, on ground that was heavy on both tracks already. So um, they've described their condition as, well, they're having an inspection tomorrow morning. Um, but they've inadvertently come out and now said that they're kind of looking at the track in daylight from 9 a.m. Um, and they describe it as making assessments and working through track options in speech marks. So whatever the hell that means, um, you know, whether one track's worse than the other and they 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 can't get the hurdle race meeting on or or, mm. or the chase meeting, whatever. I think the chase meet course is all right. Um, we've basically just got a bit of a mess of a situation. It's pretty low grade stuff at Wincanton. Um, there's options of obviously trying to get um, subtle, uh, subtle, I say subtle Newcastle on, on to 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 take a few races from. From there, it's a jumped card, um, even though the Racing Post described it as Tapita. I mean, it'd be quite good on Tapita. It'd be the best. <laughs> um, the, those days have gone, I think. It was yeah. uh, I mean, actually, there's, there's quite a good uh, meeting at Subtle um, tomorrow, but it's they've, in their wisdom, made it an evening meeting, so that 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 can't get the coverage on, on ITV either. Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> other than taking Jebel Alley in the morning, um, <laughs> it's a question of whether, whether we get Subtle um, sorry, whether we get uh, Wincanton to go ahead, maybe they'll take some races from Newcastle or Cork or wherever, but we'll, we'll just concentrate on the, on the three Wincanton races and hope they get the green light. Okay, so three races from Wincanton, fingers crossed that we get uh, some racing over the jumps. As you say, Newcastle, they probably will run. We'll, we'll see. And ITV will probably just take the pictures and send a report up there pretty late in the day, I thought. So 2.05 at Wincanton is when they're due to start TV-wise. Uh, and it's over two miles. Well, it's just short of two miles, actually. It's a handicap hurdle on a field of 10. As you say, the going is down as heavy. 
the problem is standing water, isn't it? It's not so much the ground as standing water on, on tracks. You just can't run when it's like that. And there's just so many puddles and lakes around that have formed over the last few days. It's been horrendous, hasn't it? So um, Harry Durham has been in really good form. He's doing so well as a, a new trainer. He's got Oliver Sherwood helping him there as well, and some of Oliver's horses. Four of a kind goes up to Wincanton or, or down to Wincanton for him. I think his father, uh, Harry's father, is one of the uh, the directors down at the race course as well. Paul O'Brien does most of the riding for them. He'll be on board four of a kind. Who's not shown an awful lot. I know you said it's low key racing on Saturday, Bill, but uh, this this favourite's not really shown an awful lot. Since winning in March at Haydog, we've got Fich Amach, which is probably most not spelled or pronounced like that at all, for Nigel Hawke. That did win at Sedgefield in November. We've got one last lance going there for Tom Gretton, who was second at Lingfield, and others in there that we not get to see every week. So the 205 to start us off with. Four of a kind, the favourite. A bit surprised at that, or has he got a bit of back form that I haven't seen here? Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's a terrible race, and a North Hundred and Five live on ITV on the Saturday for the horse rated seventy eight, and that's not a great rating on the flat, let alone the jumps. Um, I mean, it's 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 pretty low grade fare. Um, four of a kind is kind of favourite because of who trains him rather than what he's actually um, mm. achieved. Um, I, I I I I can't. Well, fun enough, you, you, you look to oppose him and then you look at who's opposing him and then you can kind of see, <laughs> see where they're coming from. I mean, the, yeah. the key, to four, key to four of kind's chances are um, they're, quite, they're, they're quite simple. The tongue tie and the pieces are back on. And if you go back four or five runs or four runs ago, um, they were on at Ascot, they were on when he, he won at Haydock and they were on when he was really good third to under control and they haven't been on since, but he's shown nothing since. Um, but his marks come back down to 102. Does he want the ground this bottomless? I mean, he's got form on soft and heavy in Ireland, but, you know, and, and he won on soft. Does he want it this bad? He'd probably be okay on it. Look, he'll probably end up default going very close in the race and it would probably the most likely winner. Um, uh, Faker Mog, uh, the Nigel Hawk uh, trained four-year-old filly, um, she, she won at Sedgefield last time and she just carried on galloping and... You know, I'd probably rather her chances. She made a terrible howler at the start, but I'm too uh, at the last, um, but still managed to get back up. I, I, I'm too tired, kind of jinked into the rails at the end and kind of gave away the the, the race late on. Um, you know, she was she was okay on the flat, um, fake and mob when she was trained by Jim Bolger. She actually fourth to Warm Heart back in 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 May, over a mile and a quarter in a in a in a Leopardstown maiden. Um, yeah, that's pretty pretty eye catching form. Um, it earned her a, a rating of 80 on the flat and you know here she is in a low lowly affair off just 93 over jump so she's definitely well in um, just in my back of my head there's just the alarm bells that she was 33 to 1 last time I was just thinking yeah. you know she kind of fell in more than anything else look it's it's a woeful race I could definitely see four of a kind um, winning um, from a betting point of view, there's a few firms now obviously being a bit more generous and offering four places. So Skybet and Hills already quite a few will go four places. Now there's a horse here who <laughs> rated 99 is <laughs> a is a is a maiden um, seven race maiden um, called Mini Yates. It's trained by Michael Hunt, uh, Mitchell Hunt, not Michael Hunt. 
um shows you how well i know mitchell hunt um and be careful shouting his name yeah. um but there's there was just something about the last run at Wincanton, and i went back through uh this seven-year-old's form and he just seems to run much better at Wincanton. The three races, three best races of his career have come at Wincanton. Third, 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 and fifth last time. Was fifth on a reappearance after a year's absence uh, back in December before Christmas, um, where seemed to plough through the mud, stay on, was fifth in a big field. I think there were kind of 18, 19 runners in it. Fifth running on, just just a relentless galloper. Um, may actually appreciate bottomless ground. Um I just thought Mini 8s might run all right in this. Uh, 8, 9 to 1, each way, four places. Um, there'll be plenty that give up. Um, I just wonder whether Mini 8s might just be the one that the best each way play against the likes of Four of a Kind and Faker and Mog. Not a strong view, but just, yeah, if, if the race is on, I think and you have to have a bet. I mm-hmm. think I'd probably go Mini 8s each way, kind of 8, 9 to 1, four places, and just hope that, that visually what we saw in terms of relentless galloping may just, may just pay off. Sean Houlihan, good good jockey booking. Yeah. I thought, oh, well. Okay, great. That's the 2.05. And then at 2.40, two and a half miles, handicap chase, small field of seven. Venetia, still in great form. George Saint, with Ned Fox claiming five on board. He's already ridden a winner on this horse at Force Lass, Back in November, we went to fake them with Lucy Turner on board, one by 12 lengths last time out. Beat uh, William Cody on the, that uh, occasion, going away at the end. George sat in great form, as Venetia's horses seem to be. Hugo goes in here for Paul Nichols of the owners' group. That was a winner at Wing Canton here over the course back in November, but disappointed, beating 61 lengths at Sandown when running over three miles. That was a longer trip, obviously, in a handicap chase most recently. Jack Amar, now with Anthony Charlton, because it used to be with Milton Harris. But Bradley Harris is still on board. But Mark and Maria Adams, the same colours, same owners, just moved yards for obvious reasons. Go Steady goes in there for Dan Skelton. Gary Moore's been great form. He's got iconic model in here as well. How did you see this one? Probably the, the, the pick of the action, the 0 to one thirty here. Um, like we say, ground would be woeful. Um, the lazy pick here would be Georgia Saint. Um, Venetia in great form, continues to go well. Ned Fox taking five pounds off. Um, two nice ones, one on bottomless ground. Last time just seemed to stay forever at faking them over two miles five. Here we are at Wincanton, two miles four. It'll feel like five miles four. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just everything points to Venetia's. Um, but in the back of my mind, you know, if you actually go and watch that Fakenham race uh, again from the 19th December, go, go back and watch that. Mm. It was beat, George is saying. And it was more a question of the front two giving it away. There are only three finishers. It was more of a question of, of the front two weakening late on and George is saying coming to them rather than him going to gallop past them in the relentless fashion. I mean, 12 lengths. I know he won going away, but it was mainly because the battery went to flat on both of the other two, William Cody and whatever the other one was called. But I just wouldn't be in a hurry to back this lad up seven pounds in a better race. Um, supposedly 11-7. I know Ned Fake the Fox takes the five off. Look, if he was four, five to one, he'd be worth a bet, but he's going to be five to two or shorter in this race. And that just worries me. Look, if he wins, he wins. He can win at that price. Let, let, let him do it. But 
there'll be moments in that race where if you're on, you probably don't want to be on. Um, and there'll probably also be a moment where you do want to be on. But for me, uh, I, I would swerve him at the prices. Um, Huel Go, I totally get um, why he's been well found in this market. Um, didn't stay three miles at Sandown last time. Much better judged on a, on a run at Wincanton where he beat Enjoy Your Life here um, back in November. Enjoy Your Life, another Venetia good horse. Um, looked all over the winner and then Huel Go just kind of galloped past him. Um, better judge on that trip return to triple be fine tracks obviously really good he's got good win canton form um seems to run better there than anything else i just got a bit of a worry about the ground with him he was non-runner in france on heavy ground um and his kind of blowish par runs and i say it tentatively the blowish par runs have both come on soft ground over over here so um i just wonder whether he'll actually go through it the ground and that puts me off him the same is i could say for jack Amar. He's incredibly well handicapped now, Jack Amar, on some of his best form. He's down to 118. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you look at uh, the back end of 2022, he was he was in the in the high one, 130s, rate of 139 at Chepstow. So he's become very well handicapped and, and, and caught the eye here on Boxing Day. Good run behind um, Sheldon on Boxing Day, went, went second there off 118. He's off the same mark. Looks a winner waiting to happen. Was on my radar as one to be on in the in the early part of the new year but do i want to be on him on heavy ground that, that's my only concern with jack Amar. if you go back through his form um you know when the ground's soft he just doesn't seem to fire he was two below part we was at kempton and plumpton last year on soft ground he didn't really um perform um and this will be properly soft really heavy stuff and you know he's only run on heavy a couple of times in his life and he's, he's shown nothing on it so that puts me off him so um we're getting to the by default stage that i probably want to have a crack at go steady the skeleton horse the oldest horse and we need double the age of some of these he's 12 years old um tristan Durrell takes the three pounds off whether whether actually harry now switches um to here and, and takes the ride i don't know um but this is a 12 year old who's just holding his form he's he's he stays well uh was a good second um back in april at stratford on heavy ground over two miles six and a half um two and a half miles behind he'll go um when the ground was probably too quick for him he was he'd run off his feet again but you know he's been better on, on softest ground since he was second to uh, he talks to the sound of fury and fourth at cheltenham but behind sepage he's, he's just running well holding his form uh, that was off one two four last time and he's been dropped three pounds he's running off one two one um in essence you know you can you can you can make that 118 if 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 tristan Doyle takes the ride i just thought six to one was a fair price hills and coral and a few others and bet fred offering three places in this race um to encourage activity i thought six to one each way was just a real rock solid chance look any of those top three we mentioned could could win by default but i just thought go steady each way six to one was rock solid bet Okay, and then the other race that we hope to see is at 3.15, two miles, five and a half furlongs, handicap hurdle. Again, Nichols taking on Williams at the top. Individualist goes for Paul Nichols. Freddie Gingell taking the five off for a horse that won by 16 lengths at Taunton last time out. Taking on Intimate for Venetia Williams with Shane Quinlan taking three off. And uh, he was third, second, in his last two races, not beaten too far last time, but only three quarters of a length. It's not easy beating Utoxeter. And that was on heavy going. In fact, his last two 
have been on heavy going, so that might uh, be a bit of a plus for him. Uh, Astronomic View is in there for Sue Gardner with Lucy Gardner on board. Don't rightly know for Polly Gundy. And Rare Clouds for Simon O. Bumpy Johnson goes for David Pipe as well in this one. This is the, the 315 over two miles, five and a half on heavy. It's not going to be pretty, is it? It's not going to be pretty. And look... This this a uh, this is a this is a crappy crappy race because you can certainly make a strong case out for individualist. I, I was keen to kind of take him on. He's turning out just a week on from bolting up at, at, at Taunton. Um, he's only four pounds four pounds higher. Um, the ground is miles worse. It was good to soft at Taunton last week. It's going to be heavy here. Um, w- will he handle heavy? I mean. It's, Paul Nichols seems to think he does. He's, he's won on soft ground at Taunton in the past, but um, he's going up in trip and on really bad ground, and that just is enough to 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 put me off. He might just be a relentless galloper, but the fact that he's had a quick <clears throat> a quick reappearance it just does worry me that he he, he whether he's got over that in time. Um, Venetia obviously saddles um, intimate as as the big market rival um another horse that's was back out kind of a week and a bit one on the 22nd december at utoxter won a maiden hurdle there uh sorry was third third in that maiden hurdle um at, at utoxter on, on bad ground um that form's okay um got a bit squeezed up uh probably relish the step up in trip totally see why they're coming here it's just whether whether um intimate is you know whether he's whether he's actually that good. Um, he begins life here off 110. You know he, he might be, um, but you're kind of, you know, two miles five and a half here late on in the card on really chewed up hurdle ground. Wouldn't really be for me. Um, I thought this was a race would probably swing at a bigger price. You, you kind of got that theme a bit this week of aiming deeper into the market and not get getting sucked into those at the top and and I just thought Simon Ellsworth's rare clouds down the bottom um was probably the one to be on the the oldest again in the race. Um you know I'm picking picking the picking the the old ones this week but um got the lightest racing weight weight of just 10 stone 12. Um you know got got some form in the book on on soft ground um plowed on through the mud at Chepstow last time was just touched off um uh and with with relentlessly galloping on looks to want a crack at this trip yeah just 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 thought thought rare clouds at <clears throat> 10 to 1 um each way again um you know these these were 11 to 1 with hills and and, and fred and a few others i just thought it was worth a, a few quid each way i totally see why people want to be with individual east at 15 to 8 or even intimate at 702 4 to 1 um there's a fair bit of money around for astronomic view astronomic view um for lucy gardner you know but just doesn't find winning easy you know being placed on all three of the last starts gallops away um four to one's a fair enough price it's just one of those races it's not going to be pretty watching um i just thought if you, if you have to have a bet i probably just chance rare clouds to relish the conditions at 11 to 1 and and that was that was just a worth a small each way So let's hope the weather does hold out a little bit 
for the weekend. Wincanton not looking good. Sandland already off, as we know. My goodness me. We're going to have to rely on Sunday and Hong Kong at Shartin Racecourse. Our expert Wally Pyra joins us for what is the 10 race card, Wally, on Sunday morning. You're going to have to save us this weekend. Well, at least one thing, Chris, you are, you're not going to have to worry about the weather in Hong Kong on Sunday because the temperature's 20 degrees, it's sunny, although I have to say um, it may be 20 degrees over there, but anybody who's going to be watching the racing on the uh, TV on Sunday morning, you'll see so many people wearing their coats and their sweaters and what have you because 20 degrees in Hong Kong is considered... Well, shall we say around 18, 17, 18 degrees is considered a bit nippy. It's a bit of a chill in the air. It's in Hong Kong at 20 degrees. Yeah, I know, but that's... God, that's... God help them all and protect them all over there. We, we, we'll keep our fingers crossed. No <laughs> no one's going to get any chill blains or anything. Frostbite, good luck. Anyway, listen, there's 10 races on Sunday. Yeah, of course, it starts the early morning slot at 5 o'clock in the morning um, till 9.50 just when people are just starting to have their breakfast. So there'll be lots of people watching the latter stages of the uh, Sharting card. You've got seven uh, races on turf, three on the all-weather surface. Um, interesting, but I've got to say, a fiendishly difficult card. If you're looking for a few winners, it's going to be hard. There's no horses that jump out of the race, um, at any of the races at that day. So... Difficult, but if you find a winner, it's uh, it'll be a good price probably. Now the feature race of the um, afternoon in Hong Kong or morning in the UK is the Group Three Bahinia Trophy. It's run over five furlongs, a straight five furlongs course. It's worth a massive four hundred and twenty thousand pound in prize money, and it's run at eight oh five. Now why this is such a good race is you've got some of the established flying machines in Hong Kong, like Victor the Winner, Super Wealthy, our old favourite, Duke Wai, taking on um, some of the younger, more progressive speedsters like Packing Treadmill um, and Invisible, uh, what do you call it, Invisible Sage. I mean, that horse, the latter, is seeking a four-timer now. He stepped up from Group 3, sorry, not Group 3, from Class 3, Class 4, Class 3, Class 2, and now he steps into Group 3 company. Whether or not he's good enough, we'll see. He's got bottom, well, near enough bottom weight. His jockey's regular rider, Bowman, obviously can't do this weight of 115 pounds, mm. and Bowman is riding the top horse um, for Danny Shum, Victor the winner. Now, again, regular viewers of Hong Kong Racing will know Victor, the winner. He's locked horns with um, the world's top-rated sprinter, Lucky Swainus, on a number of occasions this season. In fact, he did beat uh, Lucky Swainus in September, um, but was receiving uh, £20. This time, he's giving weight to all the field. It looks a difficult task. And the other problem is that, in fact... In his 12-race career, he's never run over the course and distance. He's never run over five furlongs as well. Mm -hmm. So it's 
it's a question mark. He's very, very quick, as we all know. He shoots off normally in front, but he's got to give weight to the likes, as I say. Um, let's have a look at Duke Y. Now, Duke Y, an old campaigner, he's eight years of old age. He's run at um, he's run over in Dubai. Last time out, he was just behind um, Victor, the winner in the Hong Kong Sprint, the Group 1 Hong Kong Sprint at the international meeting. He did, however, I've got to tell you, he did finish third in this corresponding race last year, or he dead-heated for third in this race last year behind Sykes' success, in which he never saw daylight and got knocked about in the closing stages. Whether or not with a trouble-free run, he would have won is open to debate, but he certainly would have gone close. He trialled well recently, and I would suggest to people, don't overlook this horse. He could go well, and especially the added bonuses. He's tr trained by Pierre, mm, who's still leading the, the trainers' championship, still having winners, and in fact, last year, uh, last week, got his, or no, New Year's Day, got his first group winner of his career when Taj Dragon won. So he's definitely got possibilities of another group race, a group win, but this horse will be certain to be an attractive price. So, but I'm just saying to listeners, keep an eye on him. Now, looking at the more uh, progressive up-and-coming sprinters, we've got Invincible Sage, as I've said. He's won three races this season. He steps up another rung on the ladder. Can he win? I think it was questionable. He won okay last time with Purton on it. I'm not sure too far how much further he can go up. Um, a horse that interests me is his stable companion, Flying Aches, who has been desperately unlucky in all the top sprints this season, all over six furlongs. And that makes his five furlong straight course debut. Always finishes fast, but this could be an end-to-end -end gallop. Um, they trialled him last time out, racing him to him closer up to the um, speed. Normally, he comes from miles back. I think they did this on purpose to see whether or not he could be up there closer over the minimum trip. Um, he won that trial. He was pushed out at the end, but he certainly could go close. So all in all, it's a pretty tough race. The three horses of, at the top of the handicap don't discount because they're giving so much weight, like uh, what are they giving them? £12 and upwards to the £7 rivals, because this race is won by horses that can are normally near the top of the handicap, i.e., I'll give you the thing from last year, where the first of the dead heaters were all near the top of the uh, top of the weights. So it's a very interesting race. Um, if I was going to play in the race, I probably would just for a bit of fun have a, a few dollars win and place on Duke Y, just purely and simply because I think he's going to be value for money. He obviously hasn't lost his sparkle and could run well. So let's see what happens. Now, moving on, the last couple of races which we will all probably be awake by then and got our TV and our iPads and God knows what else on. Um, they're, they're very competitive, but very interesting races. The 9.15 is a seven furlong handicap and it includes the horses like the top weight Superb Boy with Bowman, 
He's six pound. Uh, he's six pound higher from his last win, but he's in form and he looked very good in a recent trial with Bowman, who's back in the saddle. Blue Marlin, he runs regularly at Chartin. He finally gets a good draw. This is the most important thing about this horse. He's a three-time course and distance winner, but his last three or four runs have all been double-figure numbers. He's run really well at him. This time, he gets a low draw. Um, he's got uh, Harry Bentley on it, who's just back from his uh, two-month sabbatical, as I would call it. And he's, and he's trained by Douglas White. And Douglas White is in top form at present. So I would think he's going to be one of the market leaders. Moving down a few places is a horse called the Hare, or Air H-E-I-R. Casper Founds was strongly fancied last time out um, over this trip. Was given an awful lot to do, but that's the way he runs. He finished strongly, finished third. But to my eye, visually, and this was to me personally, my eye visually was the last 50 metres his run had come to an end. You'd look at the form and says it finished strongly. I'm not sure that that is true. I just, he ran a little bit flat, so that would worry me. Keep an eye on a couple of horses at the bottom of the handicap. A horse called Solar Partner. Um, he's a, he's run well over seven furlongs in the, and he's a past. Uh, he's a past two-time winner over six, but he looks a horse that's in, been improving at the time. And f uh, even further down, the bottom weight, you have to keep an eye on this John Size horse, seizing the moment. Now, the reason I say that is he's got the inside draw. He's got Caris Teton booked for him. Um, he's never been sighted this season. I think he's had four runs or five runs this year, never been sighted all over six furlongs and extended mile events. Last season, one of his successes was over seven furlongs. He's never tried it since and he's racing off a, what is it, a six pound lower mark than his last win. I just think this horse could be interested and it wouldn't surprise me on the Hong Kong tote board that they goes green, and that means that the um, the odds are plummeting. So keep an eye on that open race. I would think the obvious choice would be to go with Blue Marlin because he's got an inside draw. But keep an eye on one or two of the horses at the bottom of the handicap, like Solar Partner, and seizing the moment. And finally, this is what you would call probably the best race on the card to me because it's got mm. so many good horses. It's a one-mile handicap. It's worth three over £300,000 in prize money. And it's got the, the horses that we all probably have heard of this season. Super yeah. Sunny Sings hasn't quite made it this year. Flaming Rabbit. Now, that horse is gradually coming to top form now. And then you've got these um, highly progressive performers like he, uh, Helios Express and Dancing Code, who was second in, and third to last week's Group 3 winner, Tars Dragon. They step up to a mile. Everybody's going to say, well, they'll appreciate stepping up in distance. And a horse lower down in the handicap from the informed Jamie Richards yard, Alacrity. 
He's very dangerous. This could be his optimum trip. He runs it over 1,800 metres or nine furlongs. He runs over seven furlongs. Strange he's never run over a mile. Well, we're going to see what he could be. So all in all, it's a really good-looking race. Again, I'm taking a chance by nominating a couple of, of horses that won't be favourites. They're obviously going to be Helios Express, Dancing Code, Super Sunny Sings. They're going to be at the top of the market. But I'm interested in Flaming Rabbit, who I think, who finished behind Helios Express and Dancing Code last time out. But I think he's now 100% fit. And again, he's from the Douglas White Yard. He's got Lyle Hewitson, who's had a couple of winners, um, who's riding very well recently. I think he'll go well. And I think Alacrity is another one that's going to go well. Both are attractive odds. So all in all, it's an interesting card. If you get a winner, you're going to be you're going to have more money in your pocket than when you started with. But it's no guarantee. Thanks, Wally. Looks like Hong Kong may be saving the day, or indeed the weekend for us, the meeting taking place on early Sunday morning. It's live on Sky Sports Racing in the UK. Well, that's all from us for today. We'll be back again next week, hopefully weather permitting, with a few more races to look forward to as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend's top racing action. So please make sure that you join us then if you can. Now don't forget to visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips and follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music and Stitcher to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Have a dry weekend everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>